thing that I realized is that we all have something amazing and incredible and beautiful and powerful at our core. And the more that we can tap into that, just the better off we are at being ourselves. And we can be ourselves in whatever situation, we can find the solutions that actually work for us. Midlife ladies. This is the Dear Midlife Podcast. Unapologetic girl talk that will help you remember who you are and figure out who in the hell you want to become. I'm Shelby Bybee, karaoke party queen, single mom, and an extrovert to a fault. And I'm Trinity Greenfield, a wild-haired woman full of sass, sparkle, and a heavy dose of black girl magic. So grab a glass and let's dive into the messy middle. Hello, ladies. We are here today with our guest, Joey Chandler, who is a purpose-based relationship coach and host of the Love Launch Podcast. Mm, Shelby, Shelby, wait up. I don't actually think that he's a relationship (laughs) coach anymore. What? Yes. Do you want to know why? Yeah, why? Okay, listen, let me start over. Ladies, like you and like me, He has dealt with his own midlife struggles. Really? And through this, yes, he actually went and and he dealt with bouts of depression, trying to figure out who he is, what's important to him. And through this, he's actually reinvented himself from what was once a purpose-based relationship coach. And he woke up one morning and was like, I have got to figure out who in the hell I am at the core of me. And he did that. And through this process, he developed his own program and his own way to get to the core of who I am and you are and who he is. And so now he is a core growth coach and founder of the core growth coach Academy. That that's right. And you know what? Have you ever woken up and wondered who the hell you were like? I mean, every every Tuesday, every Tuesday, (laughs) every Tuesday. So he's, he's now the founder of the core growth Academy. And if you guys are wondering out there, what the heck is the core growth Academy? The core growth Academy is where Joey actually teaches leaders and individuals how to achieve their goals and overcome their own challenges by getting down to the core of themselves by asking these three little magical questions. And these three little magical questions are secret. And we'll tell you what they are in the episode. So you have to stay tuned because this episode is epic as Joey takes us through an exercise so that Trinity and I can truly get down to the core of who we are. It's so good. So good. Oh God, girls. It is so good. And if you really want to know who you are at your core, then here's the challenge, ladies. Are you ready? The challenge is this. Are you ready? Are you ready, Trinity? I'm ready. Okay. Because we're going to put a link in the show notes and we want you to go out and take Joey's assessment at joeychandler.net. Go take Joey's assessment, figure out who you are at your core, and then leave us a review and tell us what your core results reflect. I can't wait. Yeah, that's fun, right? Absolutely. So ladies, let's jump on in with Shelby, Trinity, and Joey Chandler. It's time to get all up into the middle. So today we welcome to our podcast, Joey Chandler. Thank you for being here today. Welcome, Joey. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, we're excited to have you. And so a core growth coach is a unique title. So tell us a little bit more about what that means to you and how you came to be a core growth coach. Uh, Well, thank you so much. I I really appreciate the opportunity to be here. Uh, So a core growth coach came to me out of uh, a massive burnout I had. This was January of this year. I was a purpose coach for about five years and been involved in leadership and transformation work for about 20 years. And so I've done lots and lots of stuff. But in January, I was going through a divorce, COVID, living alone, business wasn't working well, just a whole slew of things. And one day I woke up and I said, I I, I got nothing left. I 
cannot be anything else but me because I just I just had nothing. And shortly after that, I said, okay, well, if I can only be me, then who am I and how can I be more of that going forward? Because I can't be anything else. Right. <laughs> and, and it wasn't because it was exceptionally brilliant. It was because I just had no energy. It was the first time in my life where I just had nothing left. Like the idea of setting a big purpose or why or all that stuff that had driven me before. I was like, I was so full of, well, can, can we cuss here? We can sure. cuss, yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, honey. <laughs> shit, shit, damn, yes. <laughs> so I just realized that I was like, I, I to say anything like I'm here to, you know, improve the world at all was so full of shit because I couldn't get out of bed. Mm. And, but what I could say is, okay, who am I and how can I be more of that? And I had a sense of who I was from all that work, but I just kept exploring and exploring and exploring. And I just let go of stuff, let go of stuff. And I ended up creating what I call a core statement. And my statement is I am love. And what love mm. means to me is courage, connection, and creativity. Mm. And what I found is that I could, no matter how much energy I had, I could wake up each day and say, okay, how can I bring uh, some courage, some connection or creativity to whatever it is that I'm doing? And I could take a step. And sometimes that step was a little bit bigger. And sometimes that step was, I'm going to roll to the other side of the bed. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen to that, brother. But no matter what no matter what I did, it was always aligned with who I said I was. So that gave me an extra bonus and reminded me that, you know, courage, connection, creativity, that's, I think those are good things to have in the yeah. world. So it reminded me that I had something to offer. And what I found is by asking myself those questions and tapping into who I say I am at my core, I, um, uh, it just grew my confidence. And so I could take a step and I could take a step and by sometime in April or May, I was energized. Whatever the, the reverse of burnout was, I was back to myself, a much better version of myself, far more grounded. And what I realized was, is that the what there is to do for us is not to create a bigger purpose, not to create a bigger why, not to create all these things that move us forward, but really say, okay, who am I and how can I be more of that today? And if you take a step, you take a step because you can never fail at that. You may not be as good as you want, but you're still who you are and you can be yeah. a little bit more. And I just found that it's it's making a difference in relationships and, and friendships and the business. So now I said, okay, I'm going to cut everything out. And now I help people identify who they are at their core and then how they can bring more of that to their life. And the beauty of it, as I started to test this with people and started to see the results, is that I've come to see that any place where you're experiencing something less than love in your life and love, mm -hmm. not just romantic love, but you're less than loving your life. Some aspect of your core self is either missing or could be elevated in that particular area. And so by identifying who people are, I can then ask, well, what, what aspect of you is either missing or elevated in this? And people instantly have some answer. They can take some baby step. They move forward. They have uh, confidence and progress their energy returns, and they are just able to make rather remarkable results quickly, not by doing anything exceptionally brilliant, but mostly by being more of themselves. That's outstanding. And so many times, right, we, we wait for the exceptionally brilliant thing to come before we move forward. And it feels so impossible. And it gets, sometimes it's even hard to roll to the other side of the bed. Yeah. So a starting point that is doable, and that we can all say, you know what, I can figure out how to be a little bit more of myself. What a great place to start. Oh, I, I get all excited. I, I'll just say, just I'll just share this one example. I was working with a, a, a coach and I had actually hired this coach to help me with my sales process. So this was me, you know, getting coaching. And I said, hey, let me just show you my, share with you my work. And this was a very high level coach. He was a minister. Like he had lots of background. He's like, no, no, I already got all this stuff. And I'm like, hey, let me just mm. show you this. And we did the work and he, it turns out he, uh, happiness was who he was at his core and appreciation was part of that. And I, I just asked like, you know, where, where are you not happy in your business? He's like, oh, business is fine. And of course he's a business coach. So, he, you know, kind of had to say that. <laughs> and then he said, uh, is there any place you're not happy? He's like, well, my wife and I actually been praying on wanting to have a better relationship with our son. We've been bumping heads. He's, I think it was a 15 year old. And I said, okay, well, why don't you just, you know, explore what appreciation means and, and talk to people. And so he went, and this was on a Wednesday. On a Friday, we talked and said, hey, you know, you got something here. There's something, I had an amazing conversation with my wife. Like we were just, it's like, it was really interesting. And I'm like, great. Why don't you talk to your son and see what happens? 
on Monday, I got a call. I had the best Father's Day ever. Mm. What had happened was, is he realized that he wasn't feeling appreciated. And by being able to work through that, express that, communicate that with his, his, his son and his wife, he he said we went and played golf uh, or tennis, something. But his words, without hesitation, best Father's Day ever. Talked to him a month later. My relationship with my son is completely transformed because of that one it was like a 20 minute call. He, he wasn't even asking for coaching. I was right. trying to tell him what I was doing. And that's the power of when you get clear on who you are. The thing that I, the thing that I realized is that we all have something amazing and incredible and beautiful and powerful at our core. And the more that we can tap into that, just the better off we are at being ourselves. And when we can be ourselves in whatever situation, we can find the solutions that actually work for us. Thank you so much for sharing your own personal stories and and how you've helped others leverage this tool. I think there is beauty in the simplicity. And I think, you know, a lot of our audience will resonate with this because one of the themes that we talk about specifically as women in midlife is that, you know, to your point, we give up so much of ourselves to other things. We give up, you know, ourselves to our spouse, to our, our, our children, to our career. And And at the end of the day, we find to our chagrin that we are depleted just like you were in that moment. And I love this idea of just getting back to the core of who we are. And it does sound simple, but then I think what we've encountered with some of our audience members, and I certainly have felt this myself, is that I don't even know who I am anymore Mm -hmm. because I have given so much of myself away. And for me specifically, I was in a relationship with a narcissistic partner and I felt like he almost robbed me of my identity because I spent so much time accommodating his needs and whims. I I had morphed into this other person and I had lost who I was at my core. So how do you help the people that you serve get back to that core and, and find themselves again? Because while there is simplicity in asking yourself, who are you? I think a lot of us have lost the notion or, or lost our identity and who we've been all these years previous? Yeah, it's a great question. A lot of people have that thing like, I don't know who I was. I had a, I think she was a, I, don't, I didn't ask her age, but she was in probably late 70s, early 80s, a grand, great-grandmother, really successful business owner. And she came in and I'm like, okay, we're going to help you figure out who she was. And she's like, You're, that's just not possible. And she explained how, you know, in her generation, she was basically, it was, it was from dad to husband, mm-hmm to second husband, to longtime husband running the business while the husband did stuff, taking over the business for the husband. And then, and she's like, I have no idea who I am. Mm. And, and you hear that story over and over again. And this is, this is the part uh, uh, to explain where all this comes from. I have to talk about these videos that I do, or I did. Mm-hmm. These are what I call tribute videos. And these are video, if you want to do a video for your mom, we get 30 or 40 or 50 of their very best people saying what they love and appreciate about mom. And you put them all together and you show it at a birthday party or an anniversary. And it's awesome. And I I did several hundred of those videos between uh, maybe 2012 and 2016, somewhere in that range. And what I started to see that there was always a theme in the video. It wasn't loud. It wasn't overt. But because I spent so much time with these videos, I started to see that, that a person was about love or joy or happiness. And, and I started reading books on know your purpose and your why and, and all of that stuff. And it just dawned on me that who that person was, that's who they were at their core. And, they, and through their actions and interactions, they were uh, sharing, they, they were kind of like their core was rubbing off in, 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 on their relationships. And then that was getting channeled back through the videos. And because... I was somebody who had a, a kind of a, a fondness for transformation and leadership. And because I sat years of my life in front of videos, listening to other people say nice things about someone they love and putting all those together, I was able to pick up on this theme. And then I said, okay, wow, that thing is there. It's clearly in our lives, in the background. How can we pull it from the foreground? And then I went to work and it turns out you can actually, it takes three questions to figure out who you are at your core. And the reason that is, is that core thing whether it comes from a spirit, a soul, an energy, it's just the way the human body is why, you know, I have no idea where it comes from. I just know it is there and it's been there since we were a very young person. And it's been there through our lives the whole time. And it's far more powerful and far closer to the surface than we realize. And by mm. scratching the surface and then taking some actions in alignment with it, you'll just naturally start to see, you'll, you'll see 
oh, I can do all of this. And you'll see all these other areas where who you are, your core already shows up. And so how you figure out who you are, your core is, well, shameless plug, you go to my website, <laughs> you fill out a form that takes honestly five minutes to create a, what I call a core statement. And my, again, mine is love and what love is courage, connection and creativity. And from there, you can see all the places where that shows up for real. You see the places where you struggle and you can start to build on it. Fantastic. Well, why don't you take one of us through the process so that everyone can see what it looks like, what it feels like, what the benefits are and how how it could impact them even. Absolutely. Who would like to go first? Well, I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead. I will volunteer as tribute. <laughs> I think it's funny because Trinity's like, I've had a shit show. <laughs> yes, shit show. And now, now, now you're all demure. Who would like to go? Now, who is that? I'm such a lady that I won't put down my handkerchief. Mm-hmm. Yes. So let's see here. So, so Trinity you said you are joy and what joy means to you is connection, play and friends and family. Does that feel about right? It does feel right. I was curious, Shelby, if that felt right from the outside to you, like, do you see that in me? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was carry on. Yeah. And if we did a video, we had 30 or 40 or 50 people all saying what they love and appreciate about you. The joy, I would be a very, um, a reasonable definition of of those uh, of of you. Okay. And uh, just so people know, I found that there's five main ones: love, joy, happiness, excitement, and freedom. Mm-hmm. There are other ones, but those seem to be the top five that people gravitate to. And they're always kind of that young kind of emotional word because it was there when we were young. And the first time mm-hmm. we interacted with it, it would have been joy. It would have been love. It would have been happiness. It would not have been, I'm here to elevate humanity and right right whatever that is <laughs> this feels like a lot of work it seems like work right. Right, right. um okay so here's this is the way it works uh any place in your life where you're experiencing something less than joy some aspect of your core drivers and that's what i call those so some sense of connection play or friends and family is either missing or could be elevated so is there any place in your life where you're experiencing something less than joy that you'd be willing to share with us Yes, there are a couple, but for for the sake of um, this exercise, we will go with my dating life. Okay, tell me a little bit about that so I have a sense of what's going on. Oh, it's such a shit show. Um, <clears throat> so doing the online dating thing, and um, I find that it's just, first of all, a real struggle to be able to just even get into a meaningful conversation. So it's never like a lack of like having folks reach out on the phone or be interested. But when you connect, it's like, hey there, how are you? Great. Thank you. Um, do you want to go off the app and and text? No, I don't. I'd like for you to formulate a sentence that has real words and show some form of curiosity about who I am and what we are are doing here. Right. So zero And I think this goes back to that connection. And then when you do end up like meeting in person, it's this totally different vibe, like completely um, just like no real, I'm using the word connection again, but this, you don't feel that connection, that chemistry um, it's, and what I find a lot is um, conversations that are, that completely lack curiosity conversations that are devoid of tell me more oh I'm really interested to know more about that but it's it's conversations focused on listening to the voices in their head and what am I going to say next about me what am I going to bring to the table next about me versus listening and engaging in any form and then I always feel like a psychopath at the end of the date because they're like this was the best date ever and I, I can't wait to see you again. And they're blowing up my phone. And I'm like, dude, you don't even like know my last name because you were so focused on you the entire time. And this one here, this one here today basically started crying 
over text. And um, well, that sucks. It is what it is. I was hoping you weren't busy, but at the end of the day, you can't be all that busy. I mean, you're cool as hell, but good luck out there. You're what I'm looking for, that spice, that beauty, that tenacity. I know, I get it. No hard feelings. And this was a result of me not answering his text because I was on a conference call. So that was a lot. <laughs> um, okay, wow. That, yeah, that is. <laughs> um, so with core work, we don't have any control over the other people. Right. You know, like at the end of the day, we can do, we can hope and we can encourage and we can say, we can do all sorts of different things. But at the end of the day, we don't have any control over other people. Right. And, and, and this can be frustrating sometimes because you're like, look, all they have to do is this. It's very obvious what they have to do, but we don't have any control over them. So in terms of having those, and would you want, do you want to talk about the, the conversations you have on the app or the conversations you have when you're in the, you know, with the person? I would say maybe it's more in person. And I am self-aware enough to know that if I'm seeing this pattern happen over and over and over, it's probably not them. It's probably me. Well, it's, let's just say this goes, there's a back and forth. Okay. Let's just say, because I mean, we'll just say, we'll just say there's, 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 I'm not going to say it's all you because that means that that the guy has no responsibility in it. But for this conversation, let's just say there's, you do have some role that that, because that's a place where you're experiencing something less than joy. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So in terms of those conversations that you're having with people on those, on those, those dates and you're really forming um, in creating joy on a date, what do you say is either missing a sense of connection, play, or friends and family? I would definitely say connection, number one, and some play, depending on who it is, whether they're they're funny or outgoing, charismatic. Um, and, you know, most of the dates are boring. It's like dinner and then what? Okay. So, again, I'm going to go back to you. Mm-hmm you bringing a sense of connection, play, or friends and family? Like what what could you elevate in this situation that you think would make a difference? Um, So I think I could probably elevate in the play area by um, enabling dates that are an experience versus, you know, the regular, let's go have coffee or let's meet for a drink. I mean, I been drinking yeah. more since I've been going on dates. I'm not even that heavy of a drinker. And like now I like every date I have to go out for a cocktail. I'm like, God, y'all are turning me into a drunk. This is terrible. Okay. So you're saying like, Hey, I want to do dates where we do something. Right. Okay. So, and, and would that, would you think that would help create a sense of connection? I think that it could. Yeah. Okay. I think that it, it could, because you're more in your you're in the wild, yeah. right? Your natural state. Yeah. And what sort of date would be a great place for you to be in the wild and be in your natural state? What, what would be really fun for you? Um, kayaking would be fun. Uh, cooking would be fun. Okay. Um, you know, maybe. Uh, uh, you like comedy shows? Comedy shows. Yeah, I do like comedy okay. shows a lot. So doing things. Okay, awesome. And how might you suggest going on a date where you go kayaking or comedy shows i could just say it i'm like let's do this and not be boring okay did you do that oh yeah oh so easily yes yeah yeah you could right (laughs) yeah and i'm curious how if you if you brought a sense of friends and family to this sort of thing what how would that make a difference i uh i mean other than talking about them like I definitely wouldn't want to engage him. I think that would feel awkward. Like I wouldn't want to bring somebody at least until the third or fourth date around my friends or family. Well, I'm wondering like a sense of friends and family, you know, that sense of you have that sense of friends and family, that connection you have with people. I'm mm-hmm. wondering if you brought that to the dating, not, not overly so, but like, might there be something in there? And I'm just asking, I have no answer. I'm thinking like, I, I'm stuck at like showing pictures of or talking about, but then that seems, you know, pretty. Yeah. And, and this is where, and this is one of the, the powerful things of, of clarifying who you are is that you can start yeah. to get a sense of what does friends and family actually mean to you? Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't, it, it, it's more than just a label of a person. 
There's mm -hmm. a feeling to it. There's an experience that you have to say, his, there's, there's a bunch of different things. You're right. And for me, that friends and family piece is being surrounded by the people that I love and being able to give to the people that I love. Often that may show up in, you know, cooking for them or, you know, having, you know, just everybody together in the same room, giving to them in some way is like a really big piece of that for me. Okay. So that's something that you might be able to, is, is there a way you might be able to incorporate that sense of giving to in, inside uh, Absolutely. I think so. Okay. Um, like what just triggered or clicked for me was to actually come with something that would be um, unexpected, that would somehow connect to them or something that they said to me. And that would also then touch on the idea of play and connection for me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, you can continue this. You can already hear like you, you have a sense of yeah. a, a number of hope, right? You know, we went from, you know, it still may be a bit of a shit show, but at least we have hope that we can get past the shit show. Yes. And here's the really interesting part, because who you are at your core is who you are. And that shows up in all sorts of different areas. Now, sometimes being your authentic and full self on a date is scary, mm. just like it might be when you have a job interview or any place where there's extra stress. You could actually practice in other areas of your life. You could practice saying, hey, how can I bring a sense of connection, play, or friends and family to your friends and family or to your podcasting or to other areas where you already feel you know, a sense of confidence and grounding, you feel a bit safer. Yeah. You can build up what I call your core muscles. And then when it comes and there's that super awesome date and you're like, I'm going to do this thing, it's unexpected and a little bit scary and fun you just have a little more confidence to do it. I love that idea. It actually does give me a glimmer of hope. Oh. Now I want to do crazy cheesy stuff. <laughs> but I mean, like, I'm just seeing your profile. You're like, look, I want to know what you do. That's cheesy. Yes. Like, what is it that you do? That's cheesy. Like that might be your, one of your hinge, uh, you know, your right. Right. Yeah. questions or even put it yeah. into your profile. Like, right. Yes. Exactly. A little blurb. Yeah. I love that. I want to know, this is the stuff I want to know about you. I could care less about all of the other things that are so just yeah. the expected. I could yeah. care less about the expected. What's your favorite family dinner? Yes. Oh, you, I love that. You're going to want to get you, holiday I, tradition and things like that. Those are yeah. fun topics of conversation. Yeah. Cause you're going to want guys who value family meals, right? Either they're right. yours. So what's your fa favorite family dish? Right. What's your favorite um, ugly Christmas sweater? Oh, you've never worn one? You're not the man for me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Whatever that is. Yeah. And you can start to, and um, uh, and then lastly, as you start to explore what all this means to you, you can start to think of like, what kind of relationship, and not a person, but what kind of relationship could I really be my full self? Hmm. And then you can start to say, okay, this is the relationship that I'm creating. What type of person? And I almost like to think of it as like a co-founder for your business. You have a co-founder for the business of your relationship. What type of co-founder would really contribute to you, but also really get excited in their own way about kind of where you're going? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, I like that. I'm going to be, mar I'm gonna be married by next month. And you're going to be like, we did it. And I'm going to be like, oh, no. Joey, come catch the bouquet. <laughs> yeah. I can already sense a difference in your demeanor based yeah. on the fact that you went through the exercise. And I love the idea too, because I do think oftentimes we put an onus of responsibility on the other party in relationships to give us what we need. And I had this conversation, an interesting conversation with my friend and she and her husband are just sort of different types of people. She is like a really energetic, touchy feely, and he is very business focused and, and they feel she is feeling disconnected and she is feeling like he is not giving her what she needs. And my question to her was, what are you doing for yourself? Because I think so many of us put that burden of responsibility for having other people give us what we need and we fail to provide ourselves what it is that we need. So stepping back and asking ourselves, what are our core values? And I can't depend on the other person recognizing and acknowledging that 
and putting the burden of responsibility on ourselves to bring more of these things into our own lives, I think is really such a critical point there. Yes. I think that's so interesting. Let's see Shelby now. Oh, okay. Oh, you want? Yeah. Uh, can I just, can I just, just a couple of things that you tapped in, which I just yeah. mentioned? Yeah. Um, so the first thing is that this is not core value work. Because, mm. because, and it just took me a little while to understand, uh, because from a business standpoint, core values, like everybody knows exactly what that is. And there's every business on the planet is working in. I'm like, yes, but it wasn't quite working for me. And then a friend went through the process and she said, oh, this is why. Because uh, there's a difference between who you are and what you value. Mm. And there's a difference between who you are and what your purpose is or your why is. And, and what I realized is in that, because when I was doing this, when I had no energy, I didn't have the energy to do any values. Like mm-hmm. I, I could be me. Don't ask me what I valued because I didn't believe I would actually do any of the mm. stuff that was aligned with it. So there, it's a it's a slight difference, but it's it's rather significant because you're not value you don't value joy. You are joy. Like you can't mm. not create joy. I I could put you in any place on the planet. You're going to create joy in some way, shape, or form. Yes, mm-hmm. I so and, get that. Yeah, and then the other I put other part that this is um, uh, and, and Shelby, we'll get to you in a second. But in terms of conversations. This is the most amazing conversation you can have. You can now go talk to people and say, hey, I did this thing. I talked to this guy. I realized that I'm joy. And what joy means to me is connection, play, and friends and family. Out of curiosity, what does joy mean to you? Mm. And have them talk. And you're not trying to prove anything. You're not trying to, you know, because they're going to have a different definition of joy. My podcast, it's called The Love Launch. I ask people, what does love mean to you and how can we all have more of that? I've done almost 50 interviews now. Everybody's different. Yes. 100%. And, and they're different than my definition of love. It'll be different than yours. So about joy, you ask them, what is joy? And then and you'll, and you'll learn about joy. And then you can say, hey, out of curiosity, what gets in your way of experiencing that? And then they'll tell you, you know, like what they're bumping up against. So you have a sense of like what they love to create. And then you have a sense of kind of like what's really going on in their world. And then you can start to have conversations. Absolutely mind-blowing conversation. I highly recommend doing it. It will change your life um, in terms of being able to connect with other people and learn more about yourself. Mm, I love that. Shelby sounds like a, a, a podcast episode for you and I. To define yeah. with one another, that'd be fun. Oh, that'd be, it'd be awesome. Yeah, I would do it. Yeah, really, yeah I would love that. A lot. So are we going to hop to Shelby? Are you, do you want to go? Sure, sure, sure. Are you sure? I am positive, 100%. <laughs> okay, great. So let me pull up the form. Shelby is happiness and, uh, and happiness for you is contribution, appreciation, and connection. That, that's feel right? Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So the same thing goes, any place in your life where you're experiencing something less than happiness, some sense of contribution, appreciation, or connection is either missing or could be elevated. Yeah, and I think I'm going to have to go dive into maybe the relationship with my children. I think I have two teenage daughters, so talk about you know, feeling the struggle of raising two teenage daughters and really, you know, how do I connect with them? Because I'm so uncool. My daughter rolls her eyes at me every day and says, I'm so weird. And I feel like, you know, we've had our struggles over the course of the last year. You know, my ex-husband has moved to Hawaii and he's had his own personal struggles and he's been sort of an absentee father in their lives. And without going and unpacking that whole story, I think, you know, I want to be that connection for them because I feel like they're struggling and I just don't know how to do that. And then I also feel like there's a lack of appreciation there too, because I feel as though sometimes in today's society, and perhaps this is my own fault, that I am guilty of wanting to do more for my children than my parents were able to do for me and giving all of the things, whether it's just a hug or a kiss or words of affirmation and or a car. It's I want to do all those things for them. And I perceive that they're entitled to those things and that nothing you ever give is ever enough. Okay. So I think that is where I'm feeling depleted really is this space where I feel like no matter what I can want to do for them, it feels lacking. Yeah. 
Wow, thank you for thank you for sharing. And Trinity, I forgot to say that too. Thank you for you sharing your, your story. Um, so yeah, that's a lot. And I uh, there's actually a, I want to make this one point is um, like I'm a straight white guy, and so there's a lot of things that I deal with that or other people do with a lot more different things than I do. And so by me mm. saying that any place in your life that you're experiencing something less than happiness, there's some aspect of of your core self is either missing or could be elevated. I'm not at all discrediting the societal issues and the structural issues and the things that the world that we're living in, because those things are very real. What I am saying is the best way or not the best way, a way to, to find a solution to those things is by looking at who we are and bringing more mm. of that to the situation. Sure. Um, because I want to be clear, because again, I can be very easily saying like, you know, because people are going through some really, really very, very difficult situations right now um, mm. and, you know, ever and forever. Um, but the idea is, okay, how can I take a deep breath? We got the stuff that's out there. What can I do to bring more of myself to the situation? Because that's going to give me the best chance to deal with a very difficult situation, you know, working with teenage daughters, which by, I don't have a teenage daughter, I have a teenage son, but by any, any definition, I've heard teenage daughters are difficult. So in terms of your relationship with your daughters, what would you say is either missing or could be elevated? A sense of contribution, appreciation, or connection? And this is the hard thing because what I really want to do is what I think is so easy and what I just said we shouldn't be doing, which is point the finger at the other person and say, they need to be contributing more. They need to appreciate me more and we need to connect more. But I know that this is about what can I do? Um, and maybe it comes down to me being able to appreciate them more. And, and I think you know, Trinity and I, in our, our legitimate day jobs, we actually teach that there is this ratio of positive feedback to negative and constructive feedback. And it should be a five to one ratio that you should give five pieces of positive affirmation and feedback um, and appreciation to people versus one piece of negative. And I think as parents, it's easy for us to say, pick up the room and empty your garbage and do all the things and, you know, to discipline versus appreciate and so maybe what i'm lacking is this appreciation from them but maybe in turn what i need to give to them is more appreciation more appreciation for working hard to you know love each other more appreciation for doing their very best in school more appreciation um for whatever it is and by modeling that perhaps i'll receive more of that in return uh yes i also wonder if you could bring some appreciation to yourself hmm. true yeah, I hadn't really thought about that. I think that's, I think that that's in the true and interesting point. See, I told you I would cry, but it is, <laughs> it is an interesting point. Yeah. What what might you appreciate about yourself? Uh, well, I appreciate the fact that I have always been a doer, and I've created a lot of opportunities for myself, and that I have risen to a level of success because I feel success in my own mind, maybe not by anybody else's standards, but I feel as though I do hard work, I give to others. And in turn, I have achieved a level of success and connectivity with my, my friends, my peers, my colleagues, because of the way that I show up in the world. So I think I give a lot of positive energy to others. And I think that that is well felt. Yeah. I are you a bit of a badass? Uh, I wouldn't call, I don't know. She's a complete and total fucking badass. Yeah, I, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I, I like to think I'm a badass. 100% you are. Yeah, yeah. I could be more of a badass. I'm working on it. I, I, Because I, I also think it, it sounds like if you leveled up your appreciation for yourself, you'd be like, wow, you have been able to produce results from what it, and I don't know you at all, except for what you told me. And you sounds like you have some very difficult, you know, you, you're going through a lot. Separation, uh, a husband who's not in the, the scene, teenage daughters, COVID, business, podcasts. Like you got a lot going on. Yeah. Well, there's that. I, Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you for bringing that to my attention. Well, this is, this is the idea as you start to explore. So like, okay, so if you, and if you brought a level of like appreciation to yourself, how, how might you think that, what might that make a difference in your, rela your relationship with your, with your daughters? Yeah, I mean, I might bring more positive energy because I'm feeling 
less depleted and you know more energized because instead of dwelling perhaps on on the lack i'm living in scarcity instead i turn my attention to living in more abundance and and that just resonates with everyone that's around you and with my daughters as well And, and and you like appreciation right yeah might you tell your daughters you like appreciation sure I think they would just be like, oh, fine, mom. We love you. We thank you. You know, I think they would do it um, haphazardly without positive intention. But they, you know, I, I wanted to be a heartfelt, I appreciate you. And maybe that's something as a mother, we all have to wait until they get older. And that they are the ones making all the money and buying the cars and doing all the things that they can actually truly empathize and appreciate. Yeah. And, and then just in terms of appreciation, like what if you appreciated what it's like to be a teenage girl right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's gotta be scary. It's gotta yeah. be tough. It is for sure. Yeah. And, do you get what I'm saying? Like there's like, if you appreciate yeah. them, if you pray to yourself, you're just gonna be able to go back and forth and I don't know what would happen. Well, um, there's room to find out for sure. Yeah. And let me ask you that the sense of raising your sense of, of being appreciated and asking for what you want, and is that show up in other areas? Might you practice being that in other areas? Yeah, I'm sure that that, um, you know, probably I'm confident, you know, even in my personal relationships, I think I tend to overextend myself and do more for others than I receive in return and, and feel reciprocated. And so, um, you know, when Trinity and I are both out on the dating scene, I think that's true too. I tend to overextend myself, do all the things. And then I find myself being the one that doesn't feel as though the other party is expressing any interest in me. And then I'm like, well, what am I doing? Why am I reaching out every morning and saying, good morning? Why am I the one asking all the questions? Why am I all the things mm-hmm. yeah. and not feeling appreciated? And, and instead of nurturing those relationships and conversations even more than I need to draw a boundary for myself so that I'm not depleting my energy by feeling underappreciated by other people maybe yeah Yeah. and your other word is contribution right yeah and so what I hear you saying is is it's tough for you feel like you're contributing to others and my question to you is like is how what's it like to contribute to you yeah yeah I mean I think what Trinity said resonates with me as well. It's nice to have the other party engage with you with a genuine curiosity and interest in who you are and yeah, what's important to you. And I find that's really, really hard to explore in relationships these days, whether we're so used to communicating through some sort of technology and we've lost the fine art of simple conversation. I don't know what, where the lack is there, but yeah, for sure. I think it's, it's missing. Yeah. Spoiler alert, Shelby and I are just going to start dating each other. (laughs) I love you. (laughs) There are are more than a few lady friends. I'm probably thinking the same thing. (laughs) Exactly. Forget this. It's It's going to be awesome. I'm going to be, I'm going to bring so many fun, playful things. (laughs) You just wait. (laughs) I, I, um, I, um, I interviewed a woman, uh, uh, a polygamy expert, um, uh, and, and she brought up a lot of points. She's like, look, it's really hard to find one person, you know, to make it work. And, so uh, yeah. but, uh, uh, Shelby back, the whole idea is that you can continue to explore, like, what does it mean to really contribute to you? What would be a contribution? Yeah. How can you contribute to others? Like I get, there's like what you, you know, what you could ask your daughters, you could say, Hey, I did this thing. I realized that I'm about, you know, for me, I'm happiness at my core and happiness mm-hmm. for me is contribution, appreciation, and connection. And out of curiosity, what does happiness mean to you? Mm, yeah. How, how old are your daughters? 13 and 16. 13, 16. So they, they know yeah. what happiness means to them. So I asked my son what love meant to him. And mm-hmm. he said, persistence. Wow. And this was when my wife and I were, you know, we were not in a good spot. And and he mm-hmm. and just talking, and my son is a very dedicated, he plays baseball and like he is like into his things. And and so and it just made sense. Like he's like, you like you like mm-hmm. he said, love, love is gonna go up and down, but you have to be persistent through it. Now wow. he's he knows nothing about love, but by 
but I think these things are so core to who we are mm -hmm. that the language is there. So if you ask your daughters what happiness means to them, they might tell or chances mm -hmm. are they'll surprise you in some way. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. And then as a story of hope, I did this with a, uh, uh, another podcaster and her big challenge was that she was really inconsistent with these things. And then, mm. and she, uh, but then by doing this, she started to say how she could take steps over and over again. And her teenage daughter came over to her and said, mom, what are you doing? You're different. I want to do that with you. And wow. she blown away. Like my daughter has never said that <laughs> those sorts of things. So I don't know what it will look like when you talk to your daughters, mm -hmm. but I do know, I think kids are tired of being lied to, yeah. you know, they, mm -hmm. they, they, they're like, look, y'all adults, have, you, you got no evidence that you know what you're talking about mm -hmm. and, and they're tired of being lied to. So when we're honest and we say, Hey, I'm, I'm about love and here's where I'm doing it and here's where I'm not, or I'm happiness or joy. Mm -hmm. I think it gives them the space to be like, okay, there's something real here. That's fantastic. Yeah. And so really, if we sum this up and bring it back to the core message, if we can get back to the core of who we are and really step back and ask ourselves that all important question, who are we, what's important to us, and how do we bring more of that into this world and explore that from different angles, from through our lens, through the lens of other people, and really be able to articulate that to other people, that's where the conversation starts, what it sounds like. Yep. I love Absolutely. that. Me too. I just have to offer you a piece of feedback, if I may. Sure. I think I would love to see the word karaoke added to the list <laughs> of what makes happiness. I know it's a random request, but... That might, I'm just am <laughs> projecting that may have also resonated with me. No, I would know this is, I'm so glad you said that. You're so glad you said that. Here's the thing. They're your words. Yes. They're my words. If, and, and I honestly was, I was thinking this and I should have said something because I was looking at, you have words, contribution, appreciation, and connection, which are powerful, beautiful, and amazing words, but there's not a sense of fun there. Yeah. Mm. And I get a sense that there's more fun and play and adventure mm -hmm. or something to you. So I'm yeah. wondering if there was one of those types of words, what might that be for you? It might be singing. Yeah, it may be. It may be. I love to sing. Do you? I don't do it enough. Actually, it's funny that you mentioned that because I do. I break out. I love Broadway musicals. I was Yeah, she's show tune. Yes. Okay, perfect. <laughs> we call so, her show tunes McGillicuddy. I break Yes. <laughs> So if we song and my kids laugh at me and I say to them when yeah. I do this, I say, yes. I hope that someday you will look back at your mother and realize that my mom wasn't weird. She was happy and she yes. was joyful. Yes. Yeah. And so let me ask you, if you're going to replace one of contribution or appreciation or connection with singing, which one would you let go? Mm. Uh, maybe appreciation. Really? Mm-hmm contribution connection and singing okay yeah i feel like contribution is really important to me um i'm a giver <laughs> okay. i'm a giver i said to i was online with somebody to, over the weekend and they said i'm a liver and it sounded really <laughs> funny like like i was some kind of an organ yeah <laughs> but anyway i yeah love to give back to other people that is at the very very core of who i am and so I feel like appreciation, while it's nice and while I feel underappreciated and I feel like that depletes me a lot, I feel like that would be the one that I would give up would be the appreciation because that maybe singing okay. will bring me. It's uh, funny. Uh, it's like the thing that that the thing that fills your cup is the one that you are willing to let go of. Yeah. And when you said contribution, like you went to work, like you went felt, to work. Yeah, did I? You did. Yeah. Like it was, there was a, and here's the part that I, so the reason why there's three mm -hmm. and not more, because obviously appreciation, contribution, they're all awesome. When I was in my burnout, I did a, I interviewed a guy and he told me the story about a guy that he interviewed uh, about the Navy SEALs and the mm -hmm. Navy SEALs, you know, the, the, the military, 
they found that you can more likely remember three things when you're in a war zone than anything else. And mm -hmm. I used to have five, I used to have five things. And I said, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to give this a try. And by reducing five to three, what happened was it immediately became much more accessible. And I was able to use it every day without any energy. So mm -hmm. that's why, that's why I'm pushing on, pushing to mm -hmm. get to three. Now I got the sense that contribution was work for you. And I'm wondering if, and here's the part you can include as part of connection is contributing back and forth. That's part of what a connection means to you. Mm -hmm. so you can have appreciation, singing and, and uh, connection. Yeah. I think I have to dig into that a little bit more and because don't, I don't know. But yeah. I love that. I love, I, love that. I have to think about it. And this you you explore it more and more, but I it, it just um because what I look for is the smile. Yeah. yeah. I look for the smile. And Trinity, you saw that, right? The, yeah. Yeah. You can go back and look at the video. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, because and this is the part that I have to put out is that we all have far more experience being who we think we should be rather than mm -hmm. who we actually are. Mm -hmm. And I'm guessing somewhere along the line that you felt like you had to be a contribution over and you know um, mm. over and over again. I had the same thing. It took me a while to. I used to have contribution as my my third word, and, and finally I was like, wait a minute, it's not contribution. It's um, it was commitment. Then it became creativity because that's that's who I am. But I thought mm. I had to contribute to a relationship. That's what it. And it was mm. just this thing. It was like one of those. And you explore it more and more. Doesn't matter what word you put in there, as long as you yeah. Can, you own the shit out of it, you'll find the good things happen. Yeah, I love that, and that's very astute of you because I lost my mom at the age of seven, and was pretty much on my own for from that that point forward. So I was always contributing to the household, contributing to taking care of my younger mm -hmm. siblings. I'm the oldest of four, and um, doing all the things for everybody. So maybe that's born of what I perceive to be necessity for feeling valued instead mm -hmm. of who I am at my core. And so there's a lot to unpack. It sounds like and really dive into who we are. So yeah. is there something that you can recommend to our audience to help them get closer, like an exercise that they can do that might help put them closer to who they are at their core in authentically and versus who they, they want to be and see themselves as being. Yeah. Uh, practice having conversations. Like if you go have the conversation with enough people, you'll start to see that um, like contribution, it will feel heavy. It won't, it won't, there'll just be something that's extra there. And you just want to go for the one that is who you are. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know why this is. My sense is, you know, when someone calls your name and you light up, mm -hmm. like just for whatever reason, my sense is that when our core kind of has his or her name called, we light mm -hmm. up. And as opposed to, the name that, you know, that, that heavier name, that, that worker side of us. And, and so I find by just talking about and sharing it and exploring it, and maybe you want to, you're going to hold on to contribution for a while. You're just going to build up your sense of your other ones. And then as you build up those muscles, you're like, wait a minute, I've been contribution and, and I'm going to try this other thing. I want to go be happy. You're going to go be happy. <laughs> you just keep exploring what is happiness. And you just start to see, and like, look, you've got a lot of pressure. You have a lot of weight. You got, you know, all the stuff that we talked about, you know, this, you may take a little exploration, but who you are at your core has been with you before any of that stuff happened. It's there. It's far more powerful uh, than you realize. And you scratch the surface, it will come bubbling out. Yes. Yeah. It's so lovely and enlightening to have you with us today. Thank you so much for being here and for taking Trinity and I on this journey with you. It's been so fun. Oh, thank you. And th thanks for being willing to, you know, dive into the different, those are, those are big subjects. So, you know, they are huge props to you. I'm curious. Did you learn new stuff about each other? For sure. Yes, I definitely did. Yeah. And it's funny because when those three keys came out, when Shelby, you articulated those, I see you more in this kind of fun and playful mm space than those three words articulate. I thought, I think that's really interesting. Yeah. And I loved how your face completely lit up when you started conceiving of the opportunity to bring more fun into your relationships and to really be in the driver's seat. So I love yeah. that. So it's been so fun to explore these concepts. 
and really it's it's truly at the core of what we're trying to do and help other women get to is this this realignment with who we are mm-hmm. at, at the very heart of ourselves um, because again that identity gets so lost along the way so thank you for really bringing us back to some techniques that we can really use to help us explore that a little bit more and so then if people want to take this short little quiz that they have or perhaps with you how can they find you and, and access this quiz yeah everything's at joeychandler.net you can go and you complete the quiz it takes the amazing part it takes less than five minutes as as you both know mm-hmm. and from there we can set up a call and i will basically do this same sort of coaching call with them and then uh some of my clients will start to request that i build a community of people and oh so great working on that and the whole idea of the community is you have all the coaching now that you need you just ask yourself, how can I bring more of, you know, whatever your core drivers are. And so the community will be based on really celebrating that, encouraging that. And my sense is, is that people will be able to just continue to produce more and more amazing results because they will be more and more of themselves in more and more places. Hmm. Count us in. Thanks, yes. Joey. That's yeah, awesome. We'll include all the information in the show notes and the links. And we just really value and appreciate your willingness to share your expertise with us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh my God, that was such a great episode. Oh, so oh. good. So, so good. good. I, I, of course I cried because I of always course. cry in every episode, but really, honestly, really hit something in my heart. Me too. Um, when he said to me that I need to bring, and here I go, I'm going to cry again, bring more appreciation for my own self into my life. Yes. I know you and I see this in you. um, And I stand with Joey. It's my new (laughs) t-shirt. I stand with Joey. (laughs) You need to bring more appreciation into your life for yourself because you are truly an amazing woman, Shelby. I'm honored to be with you all of these days of our lives. Oh my gosh, you guys are just filling me with such love and uh, appreciation. I need that. Thank you. You're welcome. And the thing that stood out for me was that at the end of the day, you are all that you have. I am all that I have. And that we can make such a huge difference in our lives by simply being more of who we are. Like if I can take that joy and that fun and that commitment and love that I have for friends and family and infuse that into my work, infuse that into my dating life, infuse that into the damn grocery store, then I will have a fuller and richer life. What's another thing you got out of it, Sean? Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that stood out to me is that I was calling them core values. And this is a little Mm. bit different. This is actually getting down to the root of who you are at your essence. What makes you, you. And you can value certain things that are outside of yourself, but those things live outside of yourself. And this is really getting to the core of who you are inside yourself. And I thought that was really super profound. Yeah, like I think I have to go resonate, like, yeah, ruminate with that for a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and like we promised that you would figure out what those three all-important questions were in case you didn't catch it. Here they are again. Number one, ask yourself, who are you? Who am I? Then ask yourself, what's important to me? And then third, how do I bring more of that into my life. Yes. And the more that you can tap into the core of who you are, whether it's love, joy, happiness, excitement, freedom, whatever is at your core and what they mean to you, the more that you can find your own Mm -hmm. answers and the solutions of how to live your life that actually work for you. I love it. So good, Joey. Thank Thanks, you so Joey. Much. Uh, and ladies, the challenge, joeychandler.net. Take your core self yes. assessment. Figure out who you are at your core 
and then leave us a review and let us know. We can't wait to find out. We can't wait to hear more from all of you. And we can't wait until next week's episode where someone who doesn't usually cry might be crying. (laughs) Until then, ladies, enjoy. We'll see you next week. We love you and see you in the middle. Bye, all.